It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to Under the Hood, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith, the broadcast voice of the Fuel. It's the best start in franchise history. The Indy Fuel are 5-0 and as we get ready to wrap up 2020 and turn the calendar to 2021. And the Fuel have done so with three wins that have gone past regulation and five one-goal victories. So, obviously, timely play, timely goals, clutch goaltending, it has all added up to a tremendous start for the Fuel. And those five wins have come against two teams, the Wheeling Nailers and the Kansas City Mavericks. The Fuel are currently in the midst of a four-game series against Wheeling. They had a home-and-home home last weekend and essentially will have a home-and-home home this upcoming weekend as well with a day in between for New Year's Day. The Fuel will travel to Wheeling on New Year's Eve for a 6.05 p.m. face-off and then on January 2nd, the Fuel return home to face the Nailers. That'll be a 7.05 p.m. face-off. It's pajama night as we raise money and awareness for childhood cancer. Wear your PJs and come to Saturday night's game, the Fuel against Wheeling, to cap off their four-game set. The Fuel swept the Nailers last weekend. We will look back at the two victories and also... Meet our guest on this edition of Under the Hood, Matt Marcineau, who is the reigning ECHL Player of the Week after tallying a goal and three assists on December 18th against the Kansas City Mavericks. Let's take a look first at last week's two wins. First of all, Saturday night when the Nailers came to Indy for a Boxing Day matchup, and it was a tight-checking, closely played game between Indy and Wheeling where the goaltenders really stood out. Shane Sterrett for Wheeling and the Fuels' Dan Bakula, each making his fourth start of the season. And each one up until that point had played every minute in goal for their respective teams. And they were both equal to the task for much of the night. It took till the midway point of the second period, the 944 mark of the second, for a team to break the ice, and it was the Indy Fuel Thanks to a good shift from David Broll, Joe Sullivan, and DJ Buzdecker, keeping the puck in the zone, continuing to get opportunities, and eventually it was DJ Buzdecker getting his own rebound to put the fuel on top. Nick Olchek joins me with the call. Matt Miller tied up by Malone, and Buzdecker able to play it out to center ahead to David Broll. One on two across the line, hits the back diagonal to the trailer, Savage. He fires right on, and Starrett makes the save. Savage out to Broll. He fires from the low slot. Save made. Rebound. Sullivan put it just wide. Sullivan to Buzdecker. He fires. Block. Buzdecker. Rebound. Score. DJ Buzdecker sticks with the play and rips it past Starrett's pad to give the Fuel a one to nothing lead. Well, what a shift from this line of Broll, Buzdecker, and Joe Sullivan. One chance for Bustecker, another chance after Starrett made an incredible save, coming out, diving out. Great work by Joe Sullivan, just getting it to the net. And Bustecker, give him credit, he sticks with it. And it looked like that second shot went off the underside of the glove. It was Bustecker's first professional goal. The rookie contracted to the Rockford Ice Hogs, 
played for a Saginaw the Ontario Hockey League last season. Joe Sullivan and David Broll with the assists. Wheeling tied the game up a minute and 55 seconds later thanks to a nice screen in front from Michael Pellick. Matt Alfaro scored the goal for the Nailers to tie it up at one. And then Dan Bacala shown a two-on-none save on Michael Pellick kept the game tied at one-to-one late in the second period. Back diagonal to Malone. His pass picked off. Here's a two-on-none shorthanded for Wheeling. Rivera in to the far side. Bacalov makes a tremendous save on Pellick as Pellick was all alone to the doorstep and Bacalov able to stop that shorthanded bid. The teams remain tied through the third even though each team had a power play in the final 10 minutes. And then in overtime, the Fuel had an early power play, were unable to cash in. Wheeling then went on the power play midway through the extra session, but it was Tim Shoup and Peter Krieger with a little bit of extra session shorthanded magic. And Josling comes away with the pockets, played off a his stick, good block there by Peter Krieger. Puck loose behind the fuel goal. Tim Shoup gets to it, looks to clear and does, out to center, and here's a chance, shorthanded Peter Krieger between the hash marks, fires, even rebound, score! Peter Krieger shorthanded, wins it for the fuel on the rebound on a great feed. Up into the offensive zone, and Peter Krieger had a breakaway stare at me, the initial save, but Krieger stuck with it, was able to bank it in off of Starrett into the net, and the Fuel win it 2-1 to one on Peter Krieger's shorthanded overtime goal. Defense to offense, and Peter Krieger does it as well as anybody. This whole goal, this whole play starts all the way back in his own zone. He sprints from the boards to the net to deny a scoring opportunity in clean through from one of the Wheeling Nailers. A great stick to break up that play. And the hockey guys reward him with a breakaway. A quick little shake move. Backhand, forehand. And Starrett able to stop the first one, but great job sticking with it. He doesn't just fly by the net. After his original shot is stopped, he stays with it. And he pokes it past Starrett. And the Indy Fuel get that all-important extra point in overtime. What a play from Krieger. Defense to offense, incredible. Krieger's goal was his first of the year, giving the Fuel the 2-1 to victory and a 4-0 start on the season. Dan Bacala made 22 saves in the Fuel net. Peter Krieger was the number one star. DJ Buzdecker the number two. And Dan Bacala the number three star in that one. It was a quick turnaround for the two teams as the Fuel and Nailers headed to West Banco Arena on Sunday. For the first time this season, the Nailers scored the first goal of the game as Felix Robert scored on the power play, 928 into the first period. But the Nailers' lead would not last long. Peter Krieger scored his second goal in less than 24 hours on the power play from Willie Raskob and Jared Thomas. Three and a half minutes later, and then Matt Marcinu, just a minute and four seconds later, ripped a shot past Wheeling's goaltender, assisted by Alex Router to give the Fuel a two-to-one lead after a period. The Nailers tied it up in the second. We're getting some really, really good goaltending from a former NHLer Brandon Halverson, but the Fuel, again, getting a big day in net from Tom O'Brun, who made his professional debut O'Brien was the 
Division Three Player of the Year last year, had nine consecutive shutouts to end the season last year with Norwich University, then signed with Rockford Icehogs in the offseason and had a tremendous debut for the Fuel. He got a little bit of a cushion in the third. Nick Pirog scored shorthanded his second goal at 7.35, and then Peter Krieger, his second goal of the game from Jared Thomas and Alex Router on the power play at 10.48, gave the Fuel a 4-2 lead. Wheeling's Matt Alfaro scored his second goal in as many days with the goaltender pulled the extra attacker in the final two minutes, but the Fuel were up to the task to hold on for a 4-3 victory. Tom O'Brien makes 36 saves to win his professional debut. The Fuel were 2-for-8 on the power play. Peter Krieger scores twice. Jared Thomas and Alex Ryder each tally two assists in the contest, and the Fuel are 5-0 and for the first time in franchise history. Again, the same two teams Thursday night in Wheeling, and then Saturday night, the same two teams at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for a 7.05 p.m. faceoff. That will be the fourth consecutive meeting between the Fuel and Nailers and their fifth meeting in the first eight of the season, or the first seven for the Fuel. Indeed, next weekend, we'll host the Greenville Swamp Rabbits for a pair of games Friday and Saturday, the 8th and 9th. Friday is a do 317 night presented by the IBEW Local 481, and Saturday is Healthcare Heroes and First Responders Night presented by Community Health Network. Looking forward to seeing you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for both games. And of course, if you're unable to do so because tickets are going fast, you can get your tickets at IndyFuelHockey.com. Nick Olchek and I will have the call on Flow Hockey as well as on our online audio stream, which is free. You can find that on the Indy Fuels homepage. Just go to a fan zone and you will get the link there or just go to Mixler.com slash IndyFuel and You'll hear the call of all 36 Indy Fuel home contests. Our guest on this edition of Under the Hood is Matt Marcinu. Matt joins the Fuel this season after playing last year for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. He tallied 34 points in 46 games for Greenville last season, also played seven games in the American Hockey League. Prior to that, he played his first two years in the ECHL in Manchester, the second of those years for current Indy Fuel head coach Doug Christensen. He was a national champion as a senior at the University of Denver, where he had 22 points in 44 games for the Pioneers and was an alternate captain, and at every stop has been a key face-off man, and we've seen that for the Fuel as he takes a lot of the key draws, especially late in the third periods of one-goal games, and it was his face-off win that led the Fuel to a come-from-behind win over Kansas City on opening night. In his career, he has 38 goals and 60 assists in 132 ECHL games and also has 13 points in 41 American Hockey League contests. Matt Marcinou was the ECHL Player of the Week after tallying a goal and three assists on December 18th in the Fuel's victory in Kansas City. He added a goal last weekend and now has two goals and three assists in five games for the Fuel this season. Here is our guest on this edition of Under the Hood, the Indy Fuel's Matt Marcinou. First of all, uh, congratulations on being named ECHL Player of the Week. Just describe what that means to you and, uh, and to the team to be uh, able to receive that honor. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's an exciting time to 
to win any award, but um, it's fun. But like uh, you know, we talk about in the room, it's more of uh, about the team and and everything. But I think the individual success definitely comes from you know a team first attitude and and uh, you know winning games is definitely the most important. But it's nice to be recognized when uh, you know things are going your way and you're putting the puck in the net. I think especially because of that game in Kansas City, you were essentially playing three forwards short, uh, playing that game with nine forwards. So how much does a win like that, where you're able to go on the road, long road trip, playing shorthanded, really kind of pull a team together early in the season? Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, you know, can bring us closer together because like you said, you're a little bit shorthanded and, um, you know, especially after uh, the penalty kill there, um, the start of the first or the start of the third, sorry. Um, we killed off that five minutes. We definitely uh, got some momentum. And, um, like you said, bigger pitcher, um, it's huge. You know, we start off three and oh, and, um, yeah, obviously next game we'll have, uh, you know, a healthier lineup with the week off and whatnot. And, uh, it should be good. So hopefully keep it rolling. We definitely have, uh, you know, a very talented team who, uh, you know, is, uh, I think we're pretty exciting to watch. We're high energy and, uh, you know, it, uh, sky's the limit right now you mentioned that uh you've played in this league now this is your fourth year in the echl how deep is the talent level not just on this team but on the teams you've only faced two teams so far but on the teams you've been facing just because of the many circumstances that we've had surrounding this season yeah no it's definitely this league in particular is definitely different um you know than in past years um it definitely, you know, with the only 12 teams playing and, um, you know, like the, like you said, the talent pool gets, you know, smaller and smaller, especially with uh, the American League not playing right now. Um, I can definitely tell a difference uh, than being in this league in years past that, um, you know, this is uh, the best I've seen it. Every goal, every game you've played so far has been a one-goal game. A couple have been overtime games and, Obviously, in those games, it's going to be really tight checking. And one of your roles, really going back to college, has been you're a face-off guy. You're somebody that is always taking that big draw in the final minute of the game. Uh, how much do you embrace that role and and really work on that and uh, and make that a really big part of who you are as a hockey player? Yeah, well, I think, um, like you said, since I was back in college, it kind of uh, became my identity. Um, you know, in my third year, I remember that um, basically we had a lot of really, really good uh, freshmen coming in. Uh, I had to carve out a role, you know, to, to separate myself. And uh, it's something I definitely pride myself on. And, and uh, you know, I've gotten uh, pretty good at it over the years. And it, it's an awesome way to gain the coach's trust, gain your teammates' trust, and, uh, you know, be put in those tough situations with a minute left, you know, 20 seconds left eight seconds left, whatever it is. And, um, it's exciting, you know, whether it's, uh, in college in the American league or, or in this league, um, you know, I, I love the challenge and, and I've been embracing it. What does it take to be really good at face-offs without giving away any, any secrets? <laughs> I think, uh, just smarts to be honest. Like I've been doing it so long, especially now that, um, you know, you read left-handed, right-handed, um, you know, you can kind of tell what, uh, other guys are going to do anticipate and, uh, you know, you gotta be quick, gotta be smart and, uh, strength as well. So there's a bunch that goes into it. I watch a lot of video. Um, you know, this year's a little tougher because you don't have that video to look back on, but, um, 
you know, the more games we play, the better I'll be in the dock for sure. And you go back to opening night and there's 20 seconds left and you've got a number of offensive zone draws down a goal. And even though you didn't get an assist on what turned out to be the game tying goal, it was your faceoff win that really got that play in motion. And you mentioned earlier, it's all about team success, but team success comes from each individual player kind of doing his job. And, you know, how important was that to really get the season going with that opening night win? Yeah. I mean, that, that in particular, that was an exciting one because, uh, you know, we had to, one, we had to rally back. Uh, we weren't even sure what kind of was going to happen with the other team and COVID and, um, everything, but we ended up playing and, and I know they were shorthanded and, um, like you said, it, you know, we get those, what was it? Three offensive draws and, you know, you kind of think like, all right, I got just got to focus on winning the one and then they ice it and then we win another one. And then, you know, next thing you know, there's eight seconds left. And like you said, it, uh, you know, it's not about the assists and goals and whatnot. It's more about the team success. And when, you know, everyone's chipping away, you know, those, uh, those points have come for all of us. How much are you enjoying Indy so far? What's been your favorite thing about being in Indy? I think just playing hockey again, to be honest, is a long nine months. Um, so it was nice yesterday. Uh, we got our group together and, um, you know, had a little Christmas party and it was pretty enjoyable and getting to know the guys. There's a lot of new faces around, at least for me. Um, so it, it's been good. I obviously miss, uh, miss a lot about home and especially not being home for the holidays, but, um, Indy's a great place to be and I'm happy to be here. What was the off season like for you? Because as you mentioned, we had the abrupt end to last year and uh, you were playing for a Greenville team that was in a fight for a playoff spot. And then all of a sudden the season ends and you've got uh, a longer off season than normal. What was that like for you to stay ready and, and also uh, figure out where you were going to play the next year? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was challenging to be honest. Uh, you know, at first, Everyone says that, you know, they're going to be back on track. NHL is going to do the bubble. The American League is going to play. The East Coast League is going to play. Um, you know, the SPHL is going to play. Like everyone's saying that everything is a go. And then, you know, the more and more it goes on, you know, you, you talk to general managers, agents, and it kind of seems like they push you back a month and then they're buying time. And, and you know, it's such a, um, you know, a weird unknown situation for everybody. So it was definitely difficult to, to stay ready because, you know, we didn't know if we were going to, you know, playing two months or, or playing five months. And, um, you know, as far as for me, not really knowing, um, where I was playing, it, it is a bit of a challenge. It was a different year because, um, you know, in years past, I've had multi year contracts where, you know, you don't have to worry the next year about where you're going to be or what's going to happen or where you're going to go to training camp or when camp starts. So it's definitely a little bit different. You had to tailor our training, um, in different ways, but, I'm happy to, you know, be back. And, and as far as uh, my journey to Indy, um, you know, it, it, uh, kind of came about a little bit later, um, especially with the American League not going. Um, it, uh, I had a relationship with Doug, uh, back when I played in Manchester. So that's kind of how, uh, that came about. And, uh, you know, as far as, uh, hockey starting up, I just wanted to get going and, this uh, seems like a great opportunity. And like I said, I'm excited to be here. What is the opportunity like for you to play with a new team, but with a coach uh, for whom you're familiar because you played with in Manchester? Yeah, well, I think um, it's definitely um, 
you know, exciting because we have a relationship from before and, um, I, I kind of trust built up and, um, you know, like you said, he trusts me to take those big face offs and puts me in key situations to, for us to win games, which is exciting because, um, you know, a lot of times you go somewhere and you're a little bit unknown and, um, you know, the coach doesn't have that trust and he's built over time, but, um, Doug and I have a great relationship and, uh, I think that, you know, it, it's only getting better from here and, you know, he can, he can come to me with, you know, anything. And if I have an issue, he has a great open, open door policy. So I'm not uh, afraid to ask him or approach him about any, um, anything either. Fourth year as a pro, uh, how much do you grow and, and get better each off season and each year to where, you know, are you now one of the guys that really works with the younger players just because you're now one of the veterans on the team to help show them the ropes of what pro hockey is like? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different um, than my first two years as kind of, uh, you know, a younger guy learning a little bit. And there you really learn, and in college you kind of learn how to take care of yourself and be a pro. And, and um, you know, now that, um, like you said, I'm one of the older guys on our team, um, it, uh, it's awesome to be able to lead and, and, um, you know, bring those guys along. Like, uh, so many helped me when I was young. And, uh, you wore a letter, uh, in college. What, um, what leadership skills do you take from that, uh, experience where you were an alternate captain for a national championship team at Denver? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a lot, you know, we had a, a great coaching core there, a great group of guys and, um, you know, my first three years there, I definitely learned a lot from the leaders past. And, um, you know, it was, it was awesome to be able to be a captain on that team and, and, uh, be looked up to and lead the young guys and, and, uh, again, be put in, you know, those game, those game winning situations. And, um, you know, from that, I, I definitely had a lot of leadership skills built, um, through uh, the past captains and coaches, like I said, and, and then when you come into pro, you know, you just try to soak in as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I still do that every day and try to try to bring it to the rink every day and, and uh, you know, just put my head down and go to work and lead by example. What did it mean to you to uh, skate away from your college career as a national champion and to really dominate the way you did that season, but then to come away in the Frozen Four with a 3-2 to two win over Duluth and a team with which you are very familiar and uh, end up skating away with a national title. Yeah. I don't think, uh, you could have wrote it up um, any better than that. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was just so special, especially with the, the core group, um, of seniors that we had there. Uh, my first year was Jim Montgomery's first year there. Um, or he was a new coach coming in and, um, you know, there's 10 of us that, that came in with him and, um, he basically had a recruiting class given to him and he, he brought in his own guys and I was fortunate enough to be, to be one of them. And, you know, we all kind of grew together with coach and, and, um, you know, by the time our fourth year came around, we kind of had the, the culture change in the way that, that he wanted and, you know, the way that we could be successful. So, um, it means everything to me that, uh, you know, we came away with a win that day and, and, uh, definitely something pretty special i'll remember how do you describe yourself as a player what what maybe is something that really stands out in your game besides the what we've discussed already with the face-offs yeah i think that um as far as for my game i'm a smart player i know how to manage a game um like you said lead by example face-offs 
and, uh, you know, I'm good in the power play, can play in all positions, penalty kill, um, five on five. And, and, uh, you know, I think that definitely sets me apart is, is the way that I can think the game and, uh, you know, uh, kind of separate myself from some, uh, the rest of the guys in the league. How quickly have you developed chemistry with line mates? And I know you've kind of moved up and down the lineup already this season. Yeah, it was a little bit different. Um, my first two games, I was were my actually my first two ice times because uh, my roommate, um, I was I was exposed. We were exposed to uh, to COVID. Um, luckily, I didn't have it, but I had to isolate from the team, so I kind of just got thrown right into the fire playing with Brol and McGrath and, and just trying to get my legs under me. And, and uh, finally, last game, I um, was able to play. Uh, with uh, Nick Pirac, who I played in the past. And like you said, I'm, it, it's kind of been shuffled around, and I think it's still early where guys are trying to, you know, play with, you know, guys who they have chemistry with or, or whatnot. But this week I'm uh, with Spencer Watson, um, you know, obviously a standout player in this league, had 30 goals last year, and I played with him a lot um, in the past as well. So I'm excited to, to show uh, what we can do. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Congratulations on being named Player of the Week, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And we want to thank Matt Marcineau for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. The Fuel back in action Thursday night at Wheeling. That game will be available on Flow Hockey, and then Saturday night back at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, 7.05 p.m. puck drop as the Fuel take on the Wheeling Nailers. And then again, Home games on January 8th and 9th, both against the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, and then back home again for the Fuel on the 15th and 16th against the Wheeling Nailers, as Indy faces Wheeling 10 times in the 20 games that have been announced on the schedule this season. You can get your tickets for all upcoming games at IndyFuelHockey.com. We are looking forward to seeing you there, and if you can't be there, join us at Flow Hockey and online on our free audio stream at Mixler.com slash IndieFuel. You can also find that at IndieFuelHockey.com and just look for the Fan Zone and then the broadcast link. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood, and thanks to Matt Marcineau for joining us as well. This is Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more... Keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.